Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. And greetings and welcome to the New Christian Podcast. I'm so glad you are Uh, joining us today as we uh, move into episode 9 of season 2 or series 2. And I'd like to talk about today about morality and our God. What the world seems to believe is morality versus what God says morality is. The question I'm going to hope to answer for you today is what is true morality. What is true morality? When we look at morality or what it means to us, we we come up with many different answers based on who we are and our culture and circumstances. Uh, Many answers come to mind, right? Because we think, or some of us seem to think, that if it's in worldly terms or American terms, that's the correct way of thinking of morality. We think the definition of morality uh, for the uh, is a principle concerning the distinct distinction between right and wrong or good and bad behavior. Or another definition that uh, I found, it says this, a particular system of values and principles of conduct, especially one held by a specific person or society. The extent to to which an action is right or wrong. I want to draw your attention to the second definition that I said, a particular system of values and principles of conduct especially one held by a specific person or a specified person or society. We seem to think that what dictates morality is a person or a society, right? Our collective. But how is that right? Each person has a different opinion of what they deem as moral actions, right or wrong. Each society has a different idea of what is morality, right or wrong. So who's right? What is right? I would contend to you that without God's standard of morality, we're all wrong. We're all wrong. I read an article uh, that I think will help illustrate this for us. It's called Godless Morality by Peter Singer. uh, And he says this, quote, Is religion necessary for morality? 
many people consider outrageous, even blasphemous, to deny the divine origins of morality. Either some divine being crafted our moral sense, or we pick it up from teachings from organized religions. We also use this argument uh, to prove, uh, after this quote, uh, we also use arguments to prove the existence of God. You might be uh, unaware that one of the uh, apologetic, um, and not meaning apology, but apologetics simply means the defense of the Christian faith, um, is a moral value uh, is used to uh, prove the existence of an alter, an eternal God. It's called objective morality values, and it says this: they are properly, it's properly basic moral values exist whether or not a person or a culture believes them. Meaning objective, normal, normally functioning human beings take these for granted as basic to our well-being and our flourishing. Humans do not have to find out what is moral by reading the Bible. Such knowledge is available to all people. Romans chapter 2 verses 14 and 15 says that those without God's law do by their nature things required by the law. They are a law of themselves, even though they do not have the law. They can now write from, they can know right from wrong. They have God's knowledge about spiritual matters discovered through natural means, such as observation of nature. We have all been made in the image of God, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27 says. We are constituted to function properly when we live according to God's design. So people, including atheists, whose hearts have not been hardened or self-deceived, will have the same sort of moral instincts as Christians. That tor- as Christians, that torturing babies along with rape and adultery and all this other, uh, what we all consider morally uh, corrupt, is wrong and, and ki- kindness is good. We all understand right from wrong. But where are we getting our morality from? I would contend that an atheist has no basis for uh, moral, moral thought because they have no lawgiver. They have no uh, standard of morality that is above themselves and above culture and society and every person. Where a Christian looks at the Bible and looks at God, and that is our standard. Now, we all know we can't live up to that standard. That's why we have Jesus Christ. So let's move on. When a person says maybe murder or rape isn't really wrong, he does not need an argument. He is self 
deceived. If he really believes this, he needs spiritual or psychological help, right? Because he is just not functioning properly. Because we all know that those things are immoral. They're wrong. Even relativists who claim that someone's values may be true for him or her, but not for others, are likely those who have rights, quote-unquote, or, quote, you ought to be tolerant, quote, end quote. So even relativists say that um, what's, good, what's good for you may not be good for me, what's not good for me may not be good for you. Uh, those are relativists. Uh, they still have this thought of morality placed upon their heart. But rights and tolerance do not make any sense if relativism is correct, right? Rather, than enta- rather they entail that objective morality, value, moral, objective morals, values exist, right? Our values exist. Some might argue, aren't there moral conflicts as well? Oh, yeah. Some cultures permit polygamy, for instance, uh, more than one wife. Um, Yes, but marriage customs and vows that bind marriages together also prohibit adultery, right? While applications and expressions of morality uh, principles may differ from culture to culture, there are basic moral principles that cut across cultural lines. What happens when we encounter, at least on the face of it, conflicting moral principles? We start with moral, morally clear cases and work to the unclear cases. In light of apparent moral conflicts, it would be Faulty, a faulty jump to conclude that moral, morally is relative, meaning that uh, what's good for you may not be good for me, or what's not good for me may not be good for you. So how do we unpack all this? What does the Bible really contend about morality? I'll give you a couple points. Morality is following Jesus with humility. That's number one. What many people call acceptable behavior, Jesus rejects as unacceptable. Consider the most powerful or the most well-known people in the world. How many got where they are by being humble? Self-effacing or gentle, right? Not many. But in the life to come, in the last will be first, the Bible says. If they got in last, last place by choosing to follow Jesus, don't forfeit eternal rewards or temporal benefits. Be willing to make sacrifices. Now for, great, for greater rewards later, right? Be willing to accept human disapproval while knowing what you have got, while knowing that you have God's approval, 
Simply put, um, when we as believers in Jesus follow what he wants us to do when it comes to our moral way of thinking, uh, like abortion is a big one, um, where, uh, adultery, um, things that uh, the Bible itself calls immoral or ungodly, Christians uh, look at that and say, well, that's God's morality. That's what God believes is morality. So we, as believers in the Bible and in Jesus and God, we have to follow that because that is what God commands us to do. To not believe just a couple of phrases, a couple of verses in the Bible. We don't have that luxury. I've said that before. We have an all-compassing God, the creator of the universe. Uh, sometimes we have this lackadaisical uh, understanding of sin that uh, is just part of our life. And, and But God calls us to be something more. All right. Number two, morality is possible only with God's help. If you traveled around the world, you would find evidence in every society and culture of God's moral law. For example, all cultures prohibit murder, at least civilized cultures. I, I would say that. Um, I know today, uh, as of this taping, uh, many of you have probably watched the Discovery Channel or History Channel and learned of primitive tribes isolated from other cultures who live different, uh, differently. Uh, I'm not denying that, uh, but I'm saying in primitive, in uh, modern culture, we all believe that murder is prohibited, and yet. In all societies, that law has been broken, right? Even in modern societies. We belong to a stubborn race. Race meaning the world, not race meaning ethnicity. We know that that's right, but we insist on doing what is wrong. Even Paul said this. The Apostle Paul says, I know what is what is good, what I should be doing, but my sinful self has trouble letting me do that. Admit to yourself and to God, but you see, that's not enough. That, that, that's exactly true. It's not enough to know what's right. We must also do it, right? Admit to yourself and to God that you fit the human pattern and frequency, frequently fail. We fail all the time. To live up to our own standards, much less God's standards, that's the first step to forgiveness and healing. Number three, morality is conformity to Christ. It's conforming us, shaping us into Christ's likeness. That's exactly what the Bible wants us to do as we follow Jesus Christ. We conform to his image. That's a lifetime, that's a lifetime of, uh, of work, obviously. Christianity, Christians are told 
don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world, which are usually selfishness and often uh, corrupting, right? Many Christians wisely decide that much of much worldly behavior is off limits to them. Our refusal to conform to this world's values, however, must go even deeper than that, than the level of behavior and customs. It must be firmly planted in our minds. <coughs> Excuse me. Romans chapter 12, Paul says, be humble and renew your mind with Christ. Be transformed. So you see, it is possible to avoid most worldly customs and still be proud and still be covetous and still be selfish and still be stubborn and still be uh, arrogant, right? Only when the Holy Spirit renews and re-educates and redirects our minds are we transformed. You see, Romans chapter 8, verse 5 says this, Those who live according to the flesh, our sinful selves, have their minds set on what the flesh desires, our sin desires of us. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have minds set on what the Spirit desires. But what God desires, that's the key. God desires us to be set apart from the world. We live in the world, but we're not part of the world. We resist, through the Holy Spirit's help, those sinful actions that God would detest or God would disapprove of. And each day, by faithfully following Christ's example, we grow closer to Christ, we grow in His image, and likeness, as the Bible says, and we draw farther and farther away from our sinful nature. So, how are we to think of morality? As I close, disregard the world's idea of morality and look to the Lord for true morality. He is our benchmark. He is our example of true morality. When we look to Christ daily through the Holy Spirit's help, we can overcome what the world deems as moral and what God deems as immoral. I want to thank you so much for joining me uh, on this uh, week's uh, New Christian Podcast. And I look forward to uh, having you uh, join me again next week. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to message me on my social media platforms. May you be blessed this week. I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter uh, links links are there, and you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C. My YouTube channel will come up, and you can message me there. Uh, and I want to thank you for joining us, and have a blessed day.